All right, we're live. What's up, everyone? Welcome to uh, another wonderful, exciting episode of Corfu Crypto's podcast. Me with a few friends, and uh, yeah, I always, I'm always like, I don't know if I should introduce you all or whatever. Just like whatever. Let's uh, anyway. Fuck it. It's Friday. We've got our drinks, and uh, Dogecoin to the moon today. Dogecoin to the moon. Right. Yes. So, something I've, I've, I always tell everyone, which I think is brilliant advice, and when I adhere by it, then it's always a good thing. But sometimes I forget about it, and that is to never sell all your coins. So, <laughs> one piece of advice is to, uh, is to only sell half, right? If, if you buy a coin, and it just, like, say you get a triple or a 5x, if you sell half, you've, you've, you're getting back your initial investment, you're you're taking some profits and you can still leave some of the coins some of the house money in to ride in case it keeps pumping and i sold my doge i think it went up to uh like nine or ten cents maybe 11 cents with the first elon musk pump and i missed it and it came back down and settled like five or six cents and I got, I was like, this thing's going back down. Like the hype is finished. It, it's, it's broke above like previous all time highs. This is, that was it. That was it. So I sold it all for Bitcoin and now I'm, I'm regretting that. Like what made it go up? It's, it's just been insane. I mean, something must've happened. Um, I, I really haven't seen, I've been busy all day today, so I haven't seen anything. I heard there was a uh, Elon Musk tweet again, um, but I don't know what that was, and I don't know what he said. Um, but uh, that, that guy has maybe a little bit too much power over this stuff, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. But somebody in the uh, group chat today was saying that uh, I can't remember the time frame. I think it might be like a few months um, that it did 141x. So $1,000 in Doge, I guess what, like four or five months ago, six months ago, probably three months ago, would have you $141,000 right now. Well, earlier today. That's nuts, man. That's nuts. Only in crypto. then you get only 70,000 and something. Yeah, it's nuts. Anyway, another thing I was thinking about talking about today was um, I think one of the things that fascinates me with Bitcoin is um, the idea that banks were started as a place to hold gold because you shouldn't have gold on you. You shouldn't have gold in your house because someone can rob it from you. So give it to us and we'll give you a piece of paper that says you can claim this gold. And basically that's how cash was invented. Now, the problem with that is that nobody can um, audit the banks. Like, if, if you have an account at the bank, the bank can look at your account, but you can't look at the bank's account. You can't, pers- you, you can't audit the bank yourself. You've got no power over them. You can't hold them accountable. If they say they have X amount of gold, dollars, whatever, in their, in their possession, in their safe, whatever, you can't check. 
So one thing that occurs to me is uh, if banks, if, if, if Bitcoin becomes a global reserve currency of the world and banks are then forced to hold it, um, well, it's on a public network. So we will be able to audit them. I mean, I'm not going to do it because I can't be asked. But there'll be some clever little bastard on the internet, right, that knows how to do all this stuff. And he'll get together with his mates and they will audit the shit out of the bank and go, hold on a minute. They said they've got 17,000 Bitcoin on their books. But I can see here's their public address and they've got three. So what's going on? And I think that is going to fundamentally change the way banking works. I mean, that's not even not even going down the whole DeFi road. It's also going to, um, you can't have a, a run in the banks or not a problematic one in this case. Well, a no, because, yeah. It's only a problem if, you know, you want to redeem your gold and they don't have enough to give out to everybody. Exactly. This is why central banks were started in the first place so that uh, they, they can all, all the banks can agree, um, all right, th this guy's having a little bit of a problem, so we'll all pitch in to give him some of our gold. Um, so that they can satisfy all these customers because if one bank uh, goes down because of a run in the bank, suddenly everybody wants to get their gold out. This is like old times, by the way. Everybody <laughs> wants to get all their gold out of all the banks. Uh, so all the banks going to have to scratch each other's banks this way. And it's a big, it's, it's what leads to central banks and giving them so much power in the first place, right? But if you if you just eliminate that problem from the beginning, nip it in the bud, then you don't even need central banks really you've got the blockchain well another point of view is that actually banks work with uh, they have an algorithm probably Alistair you know the bank algorithm so if you want to borrow out well if 100 people come inside and they give you the money and you want to borrow out money you know that not all 100 people are going to ask for the money so you borrow out a bigger amount the percentage if I remember correctly it's 10 to 1 so let's say you have 100 euros you can lend out 100 euros out of 10 people, and then you know that 10 people are not immediately come back and ask for the 10 euros. I can't remember where I saw it, but I read like a long time ago that basically the banks turn uh, one, is it $1 into $333. So uh, that's on the 10 to 1 uh, system. But I believe now they don't have to have anything in the bank because they can literally just, it gets printed when they need it and it just gets given to them. Most of it is digital. Somebody prints, you know, pushes a couple keys on a keyboard, presses send, and boom, it's done essentially. Um, yeah, this idea that, uh, you know, the banks take your savings and lend them out to other people and that's where you get your interest from. It's a persuasive story to tell, but it's actually not how it works at all. <laughs> They're literally just... Uh, that that money that they lend out is just printed money. Uh, they get to take the interest, keep it for themselves, and then they can drop a few crumbs on on people with savings accounts. Exactly. I was um, looking at what was it? I was looking at one of my uh, yield farms yesterday, and I saw that um, what was it? I was earning zero point two five percent a day, a quarter of a percent every day which is 25 times more than what most banks pay per year. And I'm getting it in a day, 25 times their yearly interest in a day. So, I mean, 
It's like saying that interest though. Now I'm glad you asked. So there's a lot of different ways that this works. Uh, one of the the main ways, like with Pancake Swap. So the way that works, and I haven't like fully dove into this, but I, I have a pretty good idea of what's going on. So Pancake Swap is a decentralized exchange, and for a decentralized exchange to have funds for everybody to trade in and out of the coins they want, they need people to put in liquidity. There has to be money in there for people to trade. If, if you have a bank and you trade euros to pounds or dollars to, to pounds or euros, whatever, there has to be a pile of dollars and a pile of euros. So when you go put your dollars in and take out some euros, the pile of dollars gets bigger and the pile of euros gets smaller. The bank provides that money. And so that's what they're charging you the fees for because they're providing that service. With a decentralized exchange that runs on a blockchain, anybody can put in liquidity. So I can come along and I can say, right, I want to offer my liquidity. I'll put in $100 worth of Ethereum and $100 worth of Bitcoin. So I put in equal amounts. And my money is then used to allow people to trade in and out. And doing so pays me a small fee. Usually it's like, I think it's like a third of a percent or something like that. But obviously that doesn't go straight to me. That goes between all the liquidity providers that have put money into those piles. However, that's one way of doing it. Another way of doing it is to say, right, pancake swap. What they do is every block that gets mined on the Binance Smart Chain blockchain, five uh, pancake tokens, cake tokens, are created out of thin air, printed out of thin air. And they are given to the liquidity providers as an incentive to put liquidity on onto the exchange. So essentially, I'm getting paid high interest rates in, in, in printed money. So the way I look at that is, I mean, that's basically how it works. I mean, there's lots well, of... How, how are those not going to become worthless if they keep get printing them up? So, so the reason that they don't become worthless is because in, baked into the exchange are use cases for those tokens. So I might get a 40x multiplier right on a certain liquidity pool if i use the pancake token can i just interrupt yeah. very quickly um normal money has use cases all over the place but if you keep printing it it still loses value um is there like something that uh slows down the the flow of new pancake yeah so they have they have burning mechanisms so um like they have this thing called initial farm offering, which is it's like an IPO type system. So when a project wants to launch their token on the Pancake Swap uh, exchange, they I, I would I think they pay fees to get to get into it, and they also have to put up uh, a portion of their coins um, to give out basically. <coughs> now, if I want to buy this project's coins at a super super cheap rate before it actually launches on the market for everyone else to buy i can join in i can take i can participate in the ifo and to do so i have to take my liquidity provider tokens for cake and bnb 
and offer them um, to the IFO. When an amount of uh, cake tokens are taken, I get uh, paid in this new token that's that's part of the IFO. It's really hard to explain. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm losing you. Um, okay. Is is the the number of basic cake basic right? Hold, hold, it's well, like it's that like goes that goes to a vote. Essentially, what I'm trying to explain is is that they have different ways for cake tokens to be burnt out of out of existence so as they're you know in one way they're being inflated and in another way they're being deflated so it's kind of a balance um so is it anything like cardano pools no i don't think so the cardano stake pools are it's it's mined. It's basically an it's a, to the pool. It's a different pro. It's a different kind of system because the Cardano uh, blockchain is a proof of stake. Yep. And the Binance smart chain is a proof of work. So, in order okay. for a block of transactions to be processed on the Binance smart chain, it costs the node validator electricity in the same way that it costs electricity for Bitcoin to be mined. It costs electricity for for BNB to be mined and canca- pancake to come into existence. With Cardano, uh, you you stake up your tokens with a with a node operator, um, a stake pool operator, and he has to do right by the network. Otherwise, he risks losing his stake. And so, I can stake my Cardano tokens in the stake pool. And I earn a five percent interest. I think it's per year uh, for putting my money in. You can create your own pools in Cardano, and um, yeah, basically people gather around and uh, put their Cardano in and make a big pool, and then they get more interest. Yeah, and but it's it's not, but you have to run a computer system and make yeah, sure yeah, it yeah, stays online. Like it's a it's a full time job essentially, and. Yeah, that's true. Like you need a full pool or a number of full pools to to make it pay. Mm. Um, but yeah, the the way I see some of uh, these cryptocurrencies and some of these technologies and protocols is, um, I have access. Essentially, I'm I'm close to the money printer. When I earn cake, when I earn my two hundred percent interest a year, I earn my cake, and I'm the first to get that cake. It's fresh off the printer, so. I believe that when money is printed, whoever gains access to it first gets the most value of it. And then as it passes from hand to hand to hand and inflation comes into play, if you're further down the line, you get less value because the value has already been spent out of it. If you're closest to the printer, you get the most value. So one way I uh, think of that is the 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 printing press used to be... Um, a powerful machine there wasn't many of them and to own a printing press and to be able to publish books and information and newspapers you um you had to own a printing press and they were really expensive so whoever owned the printing presses controlled the power they decided who gets to learn what who gets to read what and what gets published essentially they're they're like the the mainstream media rulers of today 
right? So he who owns all of the major networks, all of the major newspapers. I mean, all right, it's becoming less so now because of the internet. But before the internet, you own a TV network. You control what people think because you control the news supply. And everyone in those days used to believe everything they saw on the news. So, to your uh, analogy is uh, just like what we were talking about before: the banks that take the printed money and they can lend it out and then collect the interest from those loans. They're those the, the printer, they get all the benefit. Don't those they? closest to the printer get the most value because they get the money first. So, uh, the printing press power, you know, kind of became not so powerful when radio and then TV came around, and now we have internet. So. Essentially, we all have printing presses in our pocket. We can all publish our thoughts on a worldwide stage for anybody to read, right? And so now with cryptocurrencies, blockchain technology, and decentralized tech, we now have banks in our pockets. And, and that's how I see it. It's like it's giving us the power that the banks have had for too long. And now I have access to high yield interest. Whether you believe in money printing or not, it's great when you're the first to get it. But again, as well, what's that? Uh, while it all lasts as well, uh, I don't know if, uh, if if the world is happy to use something called pancake as a currency. <laughs> well, <laughs> I I I do believe that half of that is just because it's the last <laughs> last thing that the suits are gonna gonna take seriously in the same way that doge i mean there's a load of people that there's people today became millionaires because of a meme coin called doge because of a <laughs> coin that isn't a coin that's got a dog on it like that's it that's it yeah. i think it just sticks a middle finger up at, at just the old old financial global fucking system true and, and maybe that's the meaning behind dodge it is just just money nothing else I well mean, not right now but something like that could be a cryptocurrency in the future with no fundamental no being behind it just what it is okay it's ours it's the it's the internet and we're gonna I, it's, it's I, gonna be like the internet has to have a meme to i did hear someone talking a, a week or two ago about how Dogecoin isn't what it used to be. Like it used to be this fun community. That, I mean, in the past, they put Dogecoin. They they sponsored a NASCAR. They put the Doge fucking logo on a NASCAR, and it wasn't like a company. Like nobody said, "Oh, you know, I'll fund." No, everybody just threw some Doge in. Right? They were, they were probably all mining it, and they just all put some Doge in a pot, and they had a Reddit chat and just went, "All right, what can we do that's fun? Let's fucking sponsor a NASCAR," and it, they did it. And so they did all these fun things. And now, I don't know if it's because the creator of Doge walked away and stepped back from, from running it, that it kind of lost its community presence. But apparently now it's not as much fun as it was. Um, and then also I've seen a lot of TikTokers just like, yeah, buy Doge and it'll go to a dollar and we'll be rich. And it's like, it doesn't always work that way. But right now, oh, actually... Uh, what am I looking at? Doge Tether. Currently 31 cents. What is uh, the going rate right now? Salamacon Coin Gecko. I mean, it's funny that Doge was above Tether and Cardano. 
Doge <laughs> was more valuable than the 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 cryptocurrency stablecoin backed by dollars. It was bigger than that. Uh, That's how you know not to buy in now. It's <laughs> way too late. What did it go up to? Didn't it go up to like 80 cents or something? No. no. 40, 40, 42, 43 cents. It's oh, okay. It's back down it's to up. like 33 now. Oh. What, uh, 43 million dollar market cap? 43 million is it? No. 43 billion. Billion. 43 billion dollars, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's not bad, is it? No. Um... I don't know, man. Like, I wish, uh, I wish I would have held on to a little bit more, but whatever. You can't win them all. The thing is, though, I mean, with Doge, I mean, it's like Mario was saying. Is he's got friends asking him, like, how do I buy Doge? I need to buy some of that Doge, man. And it's like, people are just gonna f FOMO in. They have no idea what's going on with this cryptocurrency stuff. And well, we, we have to have one that's just there for fun and not for people taking it seriously to try and like get rich off it. You know what I mean? But I suppose if some people are becoming millionaires off it, you're going to get the people fomoing in. Yeah. I mean, if I told you that I made like a million dollars in crypto, it, I'm sure you'd be interested in buying some. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, true. I, I almost start, uh, I almost got into buying GameStop stock, and it's when it was like it, it went mental. And then I was like, no, nah, it's not right, you know, because it's gonna drop now that it's gone. It's all over the news, and it did. So I never bothered, uh, and it dropped. And I thought, okay, that's that. The hedge funds have won, and then it started rallying back up again. All the people that were hodling it, they they were they were right. <laughs> do you feel it right again? Do you do any stocks, Lucas? No. <clears throat> Like, I've never been interested in stocks. Basically, until Bitcoin, I've never been interested in anything financial. All I used to care about was how much money do I get paid and what can I buy with it? That's it. But, uh, but I don't know. I mean, I think you kind of think, like, what? Why, why would I put five pounds into Coca-Cola? I know nothing about stocks. I'm not going to turn that five pounds into like 5,000 pounds. So what's the point in me putting five quid in? Well, the answer is you don't just put five quid in. You put like you buy in over time, slowly, slowly and build it up. And it ends up becoming a position where that when the whole price moves, everything you've, you've been doing for the last X amount of years all becomes worth it. But this these are companies you don't even like invest as such with the hope of making a lot of money. It's, it's after you've made money. And you want to put it somewhere that's not a bank. Then you you buy stock in Coca Cola and Shell or Microsoft or whatever these like massive companies that are going to give you a consistent return over time, and you can just live off the interest. Uh, but you have to make the money first, don't you? I don't think you can get rich just buying Coca Cola stock. No, but you could sign up for a cryptocurrency, and they do an airdrop that's worth nothing, and then you come back six months later, and it's worth one Bitcoin. Yeah. Look. Also, there's the same thing, Coca-Cola in the 90s, let's say, in the stock market. If you bought back then, Coca-Cola, now you would be a millionaire. Well, okay, yeah. Apple, if you bought Apple in 70s, 70s, 6, 78, 
Sure. Yeah, um, no, you're a millionaire. The thing oh, is, though, back in this, in that that money could be better put towards uh, you know higher growth things, even if it's just starting your own business. You, you can put fifty grand into Coca Cola, or you can make it start start a business, and then you can make fifty grand a year, and then. Dude, the initial stock. stocks were about like now talking about Bitcoin in 2007. You, I, I know people who no, I know people who grandfathers no, parents bought stocks in Apple with I don't know like one dollar per stock or something like that. It was ridiculously cheap. Yeah, for Apple and stuff. Yeah, like these kind of. At the start, I mean, I don't mean now. It's like Bitcoin. Yeah. Now buying a Bitcoin costs sixty thousand, but yeah, back then it was what <laughs> not even not even a cent yeah it was like 13 years ago it's, yeah but okay, I, I understand the meaning it is much faster now and you can do much more things and more complicated yeah. the thing is though, I the, 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 so this is idea, the scope of it it's basically the same thing yeah I, I would like just, like rob you're asking like what's the point in stocks and i just think like the the two reasons you might want to get stocks is again you, you've you've made your money and you just want to put it somewhere safe but it'll grow quite consistently well the idea is you can either put it in a bank and if the bank is going to pay you enough interest then you leave it there but if they're giving you nothing or charging you to put money they're in not, the bank, they're not going to give you enough to like beat inflation um so it's better to put it like I, I, you do the s p 500 you can average seven percent um you know that's if you've made your money that's a good place to put it mm. and another good thing about stocks is that there um there really are more fundamentals aren't there uh I don't really know why. Like, I remember we were talking to that guy, Nigel, um, about it. Like, why why does a company making more profits seem to raise the stock price if you're not seeing any of these profits, if you're not getting uh, any dividends? And, uh, well, it's because you, you might get dividends in the future from that stock or the company might buy back that stock. Um, but at least uh, you, you, you look at the fundamentals of a company and it does seem to directly affect the price of the stock. It's a little bit more... Uh, grounded dare i say than crypto yeah but it's not though not now not anymore stocks are at an all-time high yeah right now it's like a stupid time to buy stocks obviously and yeah. i mean i can remember in uh in march last year when everything crashed everything gold crypto stocks the only thing that didn't crash was the dollar because everybody was buying the dollar so they could buy the stocks back cheaper and I remember, uh, what was it? I think it was Hertz Rent-A-Car had absolutely tanked. And so um, their price went to almost zero. They were about to file for bankruptcy. But then a bunch of Robin Hooders was like, buy the dip, buy the dip. So they all went and bought the dip and they ran the, the Hertz stock like back up into the millions or whatever it was. And so now they they they're basically saved because of Robin Hood, because they could then go to a bank and just say, hey, look, we've got all this interest. Our stock price is at an all time high. We've never been this high before, but we need to borrow money. So funders, essentially. And so they were saved. Now, the reason that everybody, well, that Robin Hood has bought the stock up was because. Because by the dip. Everyone knows, buy the dip, right? <laughs> so it's not like they invested in Hertz Rent-A-Car because they're like, oh, this, uh, this uh, pandemic's going to like end eventually and, uh, and everyone will start going on holiday and renting cars again. So we'll, but that's we'll, true, though. That's no, true. Well, I guess that's what... But they weren't thinking... Like, they were just like, nah, man, let's fucking ride this shit up. That's it. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you could do that with many companies, but Hertz Rental Car is probably one of the better companies to do it with. Mm. Because when the pandemic ends, people will be renting cars. So there is some fundamentals to stocks that are at, at least more uh, understandable to the average person. Um, I, I think mm. stocks are, you know... Are we, they, keep, they are we keeping you awake, Lucas? <laughs> <laughs> barely i was gonna say like uh, they, they do make me react like lucas reacts you know <laughs> yeah. um but they're, I, I don't think you know they're a, a, a bad investment if you if you pick the right ones i've never had individual stocks i had a mutual fund once uh and i only had it for a year and i made like twelve hundred dollars and i just sold it because i didn't want to fuck with it anymore I, so what is that exactly is that like an investment company takes your money and just like no you there's different funds that are comprised of, of multiple stocks so and you oh and an index shares. like an index yeah, an index. yeah, right. yeah. so but uh, the stock market is more grounded in reality than crypto i have to agree with alistair well the thing is right okay so if you buy an index right i guess you buy like a digital piece of paper that a central authority holds and could take away from you at any point and obviously that would be illegal and you could fight them in court to get it back but still like you don't own it currently there's this uh, cryptocurrency token that i am invested in it's called um oh yeah by the way sorry i forgot to say everyone um None of this is financial advice. Don't listen to anything. We're not suggesting you buy anything. <laughs> uh, you shouldn't risk more than you're willing to lose and all that good stuff. But yeah, there's this, uh, there's this cryptocurrency token called DPI. It's the DeFi Pulse Index. And so what it is, it's a smart contract, which is essentially just a piece of code written on a blockchain. And so what they've done is they've got all these DeFi tokens, right? It's, um, I believe it's run by uh, like a, I guess it's like a community run uh, kind of situation. And so they decide on say 10 different cryptocurrency tokens. And so, and they also vote on how much to put inside each DPI. And so when you buy one DPI token, it's comprised of 10 different um, other tokens that are locked inside that token. So I can take my DPI token and I can go and put it into a smart contract which will unlock it and it will release the 10 cryptocurrencies that are locked inside it. So when I buy an index in crypto, I am actually holding the underlying assets that is inside it. And it's in my cryptocurrency wallet. So I don't have to ask anybody to sell it. I just find a market and sell it. I could sell it to Alistair. I could sell it to you. I think the stock market is something that is a prime candidate for putting it onto the blockchain. Um, it doesn't have to be cryptocurrencies. It could run off the blockchain and be more transparent and, uh, you know, kind of proof of ownership and all of that. It's it's a good idea. Um, bring it into the fold. Why not? I, I, I look forward to the day when all the stocks become cryptocurrencies. And I don't think it's too far away. I think it's going to probably happen in the next four or five years maybe 10 for all of them but the thing is you can trade a cryptocurrency 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days a year i tried the one of those like demo stock apps i think it was like 212 trading or something like that and it's like 
hey, come try our app and you can have like $40,000 to play with. It's not real money, but you can see if you like the app. And so I went on there and I went to buy some Twitter. I was going to buy some Twitter stock. And I put my order in. I was just like fucking 40 grand on, on Twitter. Let's go. Right. And, uh, and it said, okay, your order is placed, but the markets are closed at the minute. So first thing in the morning, your order will, will go through. And I'm like, what is this? This is bullshit. I want to buy it now. <laughs> it's an old technology, man. Much like the banking system, if you ask me. But it needs, I mean, there's, I mean, there's so many things that, that could benefit from blockchain. The voting system, for instance. It's, it's caveman-esque. It's, it's pieces of paper. You, you go to a place and you write on a piece. Of, this is 2021, for fuck's sake. I think that, I don't know, like, because I've heard, I don't know, to be honest, but I do hear stories of people, like, digging up big trenches so they can put down wires so they can, like, trade stocks a little bit quicker than everybody. There must be some pretty sophisticated technology there to, like, do it all really quickly. I mean, let's be honest, like, Bitcoin isn't exactly a fast platform is protocol, is it? It can uh, be. It can be. I don't. I don't. I don't like XLP, but you can send a transaction in four seconds or less. And I haven't tried Solana yet, but apparently trading on Solana is like super quick. Right. I'm gonna. Uh, I think I'm gonna be picking some up soon. I'm just kind of. I think uh, Solana looks good, and I keep hearing good things. But yeah, like there are some. Uh, actually, have you ever tried? You should try using Doge, man. You should. I mean, obviously, whenever. You're not you, <laughs> I'll, I'll get some i'll get some and i'll and i'll and i'll send you you all some and, and we can just like play around with it but it's actually pretty good tech man it's actually fairly quick and simple to use um but of course what most people don't realize is all these new people coming in they see doge and they're like oh it's super cheap well if this goes to a dollar we'll be rich but what they don't realize i saw i think i was in the east midlands chat today and they were talking about it Apparently, there's something like, is it 10,000 Doge created, like, is it every day? It's something like five, no, it's more than 10,000. I think it's five billion Doge are created every year. <laughs> so, I, I guess that what, what we want to know is, uh, is there Doge's stock to flow, right? We want it to kind of, like, um, taper off over time. No, 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 no. It's just, it's, it's just, uh, it chugs on. It just it's going on forever. I think it's, it's be like an inflationary thing. It's, it's just happen. a steady inflation. Yeah. Um, yeah. In that case, you can expect it to basically always have like a really low price and then it's just going to have big jumps up like this. Like and it if you does. Have the peak, then good for you. But uh, it's, I don't know. I don't need that kind of stress. <laughs> the thing is though, with Doge, um, it, I think in a bear market, like once it's hit rock bottom, Doge seems to be a pretty good stable coin from what I've seen over the last like four years. Like if you want to, if you're in, a, I think if you're in a bear market and you want to stick some profits somewhere, Doge is not a bad place as long as it's at rock bottom because it just stays there. And then if you get lucky and you catch a little spike, you just put a sell order in and then it's done. And then you just buy it back because it just, it pumps up and it drops back down and you just buy it again and put another sell order in. Why so not? so I think a lot of OGs use Doge as a stable coin through bear markets. But I mean, I haven't done that yet. 
actually i might be adding doge to my stable to my to my sell all my shit stack along with uh, the dollar and uh, gold maybe i have to look into that i think uh but this chart right now man is just <laughs> it's it's absolutely so from april 1st it's always a good place to take a price from <laughs> i've got the wrong thing here where's my uh box thing there we go april 1st to the top earlier today 7x 7.7x <laughs> in uh 17 days just over two, two and a half weeks, 7X. Do you know what? Next April Fool's, I'm buying Doge. Well, <laughs> it's, it's a perfect time for its price to start rallying up, isn't it? <laughs> Just for shits and giggles, let's make everybody rich off Doge for April Fool's. Uh, in, was it last year? dumbest investment is the smartest investment. If you look, that, if you look at Bitcoin last year from on, on April Fool's Day, I think it was... Um, April Fools last year somebody did a joke online. I think they they published a joke saying like some big institutional investor bought a load of bitcoin or something and it was a joke and the price just went on a tear. It went on a tear. Um let's see if I can find it. Do 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 share. Look that over to I'm still learning this uh live streaming shizzle. Anyway, so Bitcoin where's April first last year? I could probably I need to learn how to just type dates into this thing. So what program is that? This is a website called trainingview.com. Oh. Um oh. so April first, twenty twenty. Was it last year or was it the year before? Let's go on to the daily. Sure it was last year. April first. Maybe it was last year, so it would have been right about here. No, maybe it was the year before. 19. No, definitely wasn't the year before. Must have been last year then, 2020, April. You see, you look at the chart now, and it just looks so small. But at the time, it was just like, whoa. So, yeah, from... March 30th uh, here March 30th is this candle here so from March 30th it went it seemed a lot bigger at the time but then again let's <laughs> see what this is <laughs> uh, you can take the percentage and see how big it is no, 28% is that it but this uh, thing like but this thing <laughs> but this thing kept going though 
So it just went on and on and on. But I just remember it kicked off like April 1st. So there it did like a 73%. But for Bitcoin, that's pretty big. I mean, if, if Bitcoin did a 73% gain right now, <laughs> we'd be sitting on over 100 grand, wouldn't we? I think we're overdue, mate. Yes. It's, we broke through 60. And I was like, right, let's go. Let's start moving. And now it's just kind of bouncing off the last high. And, you know, just fucking go somewhere, man. It's it's nice when it happens though. When it when it happens and you're in it, it's just like it just feels like yeah. it's never ending. Be patient. It will happen. Yeah. Talking about the stock market. I'm in crypto because I'm not that patient. The gains are bigger. So can be bigger. Can be bigger. Yeah. I've been talking to Rob about that v chain so v chain for me there's a coin to invest in long term to keep it yeah can you and, talk about it for like any like the viewers that don't know about it uh okay so i think we talked about it no it wasn't much, much yet. yeah uh, we met ourselves and it was like yeah. really interesting okay v chain is a coin basically with its own ecosystem um so it's, yeah, well, I don't know exactly too much about it, but basically what they do is they put, um, oh fuck, no, I got a little bit anxious and I don't know what to talk about. I'm just looking <laughs> at the chart, it's gone from three cents to 20 cents since yeah. February. So in a month, yeah. it's done a 10x, essentially. From what yeah. I... From what I've seen about it, it's a um, oh, what's it called? It is a supply blockchain. Uh, it's a blockchain supply chain tracker. So the idea is, is that one day in the future, once I mean they've been working on this. How I can't remember how old is it. I'm pretty sure. I think V Chain came out. I yeah, I remember. I think I remember the ICO. Um, and I bought some and they actually did a, I guess what you would call a stock split. They did a token swap and it went from like, you had 10 times more coins than you bought. I think I bought like 200 coins and then I ended up with like 2000. And um, that was a couple years ago. Anyway, so the idea with VChain from what I understand about it is uh, once everything is tracked on the blockchain and the whole point of using a blockchain is so that it can't be deleted like once it's on the blockchain it's on the blockchain forever so and also it uh, streamlines a lot of payments so say a farmer uh, creates he farms some coffee beans and he puts them in a bag and that bag has a uh, it's assigned a, a QR code a cryptocurrency token then that token, every time that, that bag goes through a checkpoint, as it's going from one country to another, it gets scanned in the way that post works today. You know, you can track your pa uh, packages and you can see if you order something from another country. Some, some um, websites allow you and you can see, oh, look, it went to this airport. Why did it go from, from London to New York before it came back to Germany and then France before it came to Greece or whatever? So if you do that with um, with blockchain technology, it just it's you know one hundred percent that it's been to those places. 
And essentially, once the bag of coffee beans come to the the business, the cafe that's gonna that's gonna grind them up and and produce the coffee for the customer, then the customer will be able to receive a coffee with a QR code on. They will have the entire history of the coffee bean, and so you'd be able to track where that coffee bean came from. You'd be able to verify that um, that coffee bean was created using fair trade practices. So you know that the farmer is getting getting his his payment fair and square. But also you could then, if we have a cryptocurrency economy where everybody's transacting with crypto on a daily basis, then when you pay you for your coffee, you could assign uh, or, you know, the creator of the coffee could have it set up. So he gets a portion of, of the money that goes over the, the counter. And so it's essentially like he's getting royalties for his coffee beans being used in your coffee. And then you'll be able to scan the code on your coffee cup and you'll be able to see, you know, where your beans came from and, and the whole history. And I guess, of course, the I'm not sure how coffee beans are made. I don't know if they come from seeds or what. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, whatever is used to produce the coffee beans at the farm, then that could also be part of the supply chain. So then wherever those coffee bean seeds i guess are created or yeah. manufactured it's also a good way for businesses to just see you know we could we could like do this whole thing more efficiently because it's got like an unnecessarily long supply chain which adds costs you know everybody's marking up the price well what if uh, yeah what if you you produced you produced a, a product and you just sent it off right and you didn't receive any money for it so you could cut out so many middlemen because you don't have one person takes it from the guy that makes it and pass, sells it to the next guy who sells it to the next guy, sells it to... I don't know if this is possible, but just a theory that I have mm. and an idea that... Um, so I create a product and I just send it off to where it needs, where it's going to be sold. And I don't get paid nothing for it. But when it gets sold at that end point, I, that's when I get paid. That's when I get my royalties. And, and that transaction causes a percentage of that total to go straight into my wallet. I I think that's kind of... I don't eventually know if that's... Yes. Huh? Eventually, yes. That's the, that's the point of... Uh, I think so. I think that's how it'll work. Yeah. Well, okay. Right now, they are using it also for DHL. I don't know if you know it. Oh, the delivery company, like the, the yeah, the transport. Transport, yeah. yeah. Oh, they're actually using V Chain. Well, they are testing it right now, but probably they will use it. If they use it, V Chain will. If they use blockchain, V Chain will be the one. And if DHL decides that they're gonna use V Chain for everything, then uh, presumably V Chain's uh, value. Will... Yeah. Well, yeah, might yeah. might might possibly do a ten x in, in a month. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think I might buy myself some uh, some V chain. Well, looking at it <laughs> now, wise folks. <laughs> you know, I've, I've been tracking V chain for a while, and um, I've been looking for YouTubers. I've been reading, and everybody says that by the end of May it would go to twenty cents. Now today it went to twenty cents, twenty one something basically. So right, no, so it's kind of ahead of schedule. Yeah. It's a little bit scary, though. I want to know what point. what it's going to top out at. But then again, everybody yeah, me does. Too. Um, yeah, it looks a little bit scary. Now it's stable around 20, so it goes 20, 19, 
20 cents, 19 cents, 29 cents. Mm. Um, it goes on. Like the that. thing is, though, it's a, it's a 13 and a half billion dollar market cap. Yeah. And I'm not sure. It's rank 15. It's the top. It's the 15th most. It's yeah. the 15th highest market cap. And there's nothing else above it that does anything similar. There's nothing yeah, around true. it that does what it does. So there's nothing. It's not like it's number two. It's the number two supply chain cryptocurrency. So we can go, oh, what's number one? Number one's worth 10 times more. So we could expect if we're lucky, if VeChain's better than the other one, it'll go up 10 times. So we can't do that. So, I mean, how do you... So I even mean, if you look at the number two, uh, you're probably not going to be having DHL using it. So um, I believe... I believe VeChain's had so many, so many massive companies partnering with them. I want to yeah. say that like BMW, Porsche, a bunch of car car manufacturers. Um, yeah. There's like loads. Dude, they've been around since 2017. And it's like, you just keep hearing, oh yeah, they've partnered up with this, partnered up with these. And it's mm. just, you know, I, I, I don't know if I can look that up. But when you look at something that's changing supply chain technology for the world and seems to be number one at doing it and their total market cap is 13 and a half billion dollars but then you've got a meme coin which is worth almost three times more that's what i was gonna say it's always just <laughs> worth so much more than v chain v chain actually does something it's maybe a little bit undervalued or doge is overvalued <laughs> oh yes I mean? doge is definitely overvalued because yeah I mean, Doge is. Uh, I I think of Doge as a tipping coin. If we have like a bunch of, we're gonna have thousands and thousands, if not millions, of different cryptocurrencies in the future. You're gonna have like, if you want to buy a house, you'll use Bitcoin. If you want to maybe pay for a meal, you might use Litecoin or XRP. If you want to tip the waiter, you probably use Doge. But. If Doge goes to a dollar and stays there, which I don't think it will, I think as soon as it gets like to 98 cents, it'll just like, it'll just plummet. But if it did, if it got to like a dollar and stayed there, well, I don't know. Maybe it would be a tipping coin because a dollar would be worth a lot less then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess so. Um, how do you guys feel about, you know, having these like lots of different cryptocurrencies that, their values are fluctuating against one another because you might pay somebody in, uh, you know, Dogecoin and today, you know, they can exchange it for this much Bitcoin and be able to buy this, but tomorrow it's worth less Bitcoin, you know, and they're like, well, shit, I was going to buy this thing that, you know, everybody wants me to buy with Bitcoin and they're not accepting Dogecoin or whatever, you know, it's uh, ha having one currency is very convenient. Having lots of currencies within a single society is a little bit more difficult. Especially if you're going to get charged conversion fees every time you switch anything around. That's right. But this is also a very new technology, and there's a chance that we could have feeless transactions or atomic swaps. So yeah, Coinbase has already taken hundreds of dollars. For yes, fees but that's me. that's a company that has to charge you. To keep its business so i can trade uh essentially my fees for trading on a blockchain using a decentralized exchange is a third of a percent that's my fee the only problem is is that the blockchain i'm using is oversaturated with users 
and sometimes I've paid as much as $120 for a transaction, right? So you have to like make the transaction big enough so that that fee doesn't, you know, it's, it's a smaller percentage. But then you've got Binance Smart Chain right now, which is in competition with uh, Ethereum. And for the same transaction, I pay like 40, 50 cents. So I can trade $10,000 right now on the Binance Smart Chain using PancakeSwap and it'll cost me 30, 40 cents, 50 cents tops. Let's say you go into a, you know, you're, you're, you're rich, you're, you're, you're rich, but then you go into a restaurant and you want a tip and they only accept Dogecoin as tips. It's a little bit of a pain in the arse to say, all right, let me go and convert some of my Ethereum or whatever into Dogecoin. And well, think. yeah, but in the future you could have a, a, a single wallet that just has an AI built in and it just does it all for you. You just have all your wallets in one and it'll just go, right, so I'll keep like... Having different I think Cosmos is working on it. Transactions through different blockchains. I had um, my first uh, play around with Cosmos uh, yesterday, yeah, actually. Fine, um, so let me share my shit. And Cardano, I think it has a project which wants to do... Um, yeah. But basically transactions through different blockchains. So you could have a coin, one other coin, and then the other one accepts, let's say you have Ethereum and the other one accepts Binance coin. Uh, you can send your Ethereum and the other one will accept, will receive Binance coin. Just yeah. like that. I became a, um, yeah. so this, I believe, this is the Kepler wallet, which is essentially like MetaMask. And this runs on Cosmos. And then if you... I guess choose a network. This comes like pre-installed like this. You just click on the little drop down. And so here you have all the networks, Carver, Secret Network, Akash, Star Name. I don't know most of these. Certic, I didn't know they had, uh, well, I guess they don't have their own chain. They run on uh, Cosmos, I guess. I'm guessing. So here's Akash. I bought some Akash and I staked it in the Elio Trades uh, stake pool. And that's earning me 58.36% per year. And uh, what was the transaction? I want to say the transaction was like just under a penny <coughs> for me to basically put my funds into into this. Um, here I've got, I've earned 0 0.26 of an Akash, which I guess if I claim... Yeah, here we go. So look at this. If I want to, if I want my my claim, my transaction to go through high speed, I can pay three cents. <laughs> if I want an average time, it'll be two cents. And if I want to, if I'm not worried about how long it takes, then it'll cost me one penny. But obviously, that's because it's not an overused blockchain. I mean, Ethereum was like this once upon a time, and. Um, and it used to be super cheap. It used to be absolutely super cheap. Um, and then it got busy and busy and the price went up. And uh, and now it's just a shit show. But, um, but yeah, I mean, if you look, I mean, you know, you've used Binance Smart. I, I don't know if you've used Binance Smart Chain, actually. But on Binance Smart Chain, I can stay on one chain. And on that chain, I could have a pegged Doge. I can have a pegged Ethereum, Bitcoin, Litecoin, Cardano, DOT. And so 
if you have a Binance Smart Chain wallet, I can send you Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, whatever you want from my wallet address to yours and I don't have to mess around having 17 different wallets on 17 different blockchains. Now, I'm if I- that, you know, we can't solve this problem. I'm just wondering what the incentives are to have multiple different currencies. Um, right, if I would- one, if, uh, Why have more? Think if, of it, it is like we always say it is, look at the fundamentals. Different coins are used for different blockchains for different reasons of the company creating the blockchain. So you need those coins to feed the blockchain and the company behind it. Yes, but that's like holding a stock. And we don't buy coffee with stocks. Um, no, but if you had had them on your phone in a wallet, you probably could. Maybe, so but it is not a stock and it's not money. So it is something if you, new. If you come into yeah. about it and don't, don't yeah. compare it with something else. If you came into my bar and wanted to pay your beer tab, right? With cryptocurrencies, you're like, hey, do you Wait, accept? I know you'd accept anything. But... Right, hold on, hold on. If you came in and said, hey, uh, uh, how much is my bill? I'd be like, fifty euros. Okay, uh, do you accept cryptocurrencies? Yeah, sure. And then you'd be like, okay, well, what what do you accept? Now, the bar would have a pre-chosen um, number of cryptocurrencies that it would be happy to accept. And it would accept each of those cryptocurrencies for different reasons. So if if I came to you and I bought like uh, your motorbike off you for cryptocurrency, it's up to you which cryptocurrency you want to choose to receive. You might like you might like to, to earn Dogecoin because in, you in my head, in my head, it's uh, it's maybe a little bit more sensible to say that something like um, euros and dollars and pounds and all of that will become <laughs> in the future we'll however become, we'll this become what blockchain based currencies in the future but um i have a lot to discuss about this and i think it's going to be a really interesting topic for next week so i'm not going to bring it up this time but uh okay, sorry about that sorry to interrupt i heard that earth greek radio television they want to create their own uh coin Who's this? Who? It's, it's the Greek television, the Greek national television. The Greek um, television want to make their own coin. Yeah. That's and cool. they are stuck with the with sort of laws in Greece. So they don't know exactly when. That's the problem run. at the minute. It's like, mm, yeah. it needs somebody to just go, I'm doing it no matter what, and push the boundaries. It's not, it's, it's not a company. It's a, it's, um, it, the ownership of the business is from the government. So that's, that's why. It's, kind of thing. it's like a public. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so that's um, why it is basically a little bit of an issue. So yeah, because we have Hellas coin. Probably you know it, or probably you don't. I looked at it, but I don't know who made it, and I. It's shit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I've already swore Sorry. loads on here. Um. Uh, I don't see it on Coin Gecko. I think it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's a dead coin. It does exist, and oh, you can find it in Coin Market. Cup. There's Hellenic coin. Sorry, yeah. HNC. Let's have a look at this. Um, I'm gonna switch, switch screens. I'll share it with the chat. Bosh. So, Hellenic coin. Let's have a look at the website. See what it says. Oh, let's have a look at the message. 79 cents. Um, How old is it? Oh. So it goes back to May last year. 
Oh, it goes back to 2017, beginning of 2017. And look, it's done, no oh, it had a price. It's just really low. So it's done something. It's done. It's, it's not zero. It's yeah. Not bad. And it's gone up like everything else. But there, somebody, look, that to me says, somebody's got a lot of this coin and they're taking profits. Like, do you know what I mean? Uh, uh, it doesn't even say the market cap, does it? Okay. Yep. Um, that's, uh, total, yeah, that's what's the total supply? I don't see one. Um, circulating supply <laughs> sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> sixty nine sixty nine but no cap. So the fact that it doesn't have a total supply says to me that somebody can issue more of these coins at any time they want. So they can just inflate it. And in looking at this chart, looks to me like whoever's in control of this coin is just like, oh, I'll take some money here. Oh, I'll take some money here. Oh, I'll take some money here. Oh, hey, I want to buy a new house. I need a swimming pool for the house. Oh, there's a new car came out from Bugatti. I need a new Bugatti. Oh, I need a Porsche to go with it. Oh, and I need to extend the house and put a garage. So I don't know who... Um, I mean, I could be wrong. It says course. that they have a team. And if you see the roadmap, it's like, okay, uh, lawsuit for this one. Uh, get out of this one. And, uh, so it's definitely a scam then. Yeah. I might have a look at this. I might have to <laughs> have a proper... Just for the fun of it. Can you mine it? The mining procedure has already stopped and it is no longer available. No, the mining procedure never existed. You pre-mined those coins. You pre-mined those coins. Oh, let's see if it's... um. Does it have its own chain? I can't see an address anywhere, a contract address. Um, where can you buy it? It's on two markets. So why doesn't it have... Oh, Explorers. Oh, it, so it has its own chain then. But there's no chance. <laughs> mm. Yep, wouldn't touch it with with a, a ten foot bondage pole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't mean it can't make money off it. I just, I just wouldn't touch. I just wouldn't touch that. I mean, I can remember when I first got in. Like that's you, you don't know what you're looking for when you first get into crypto. You're just like some people are buying coins because they like the the, the sound of them. You know, some people might buy a coin because it reminds them of a certain person or a certain place, which is not why you invest in something. And so, I mean, I think one of the first things I looked for was like, see, oh, is it a British coin? I'll, I'll support the British coin. And it was, there was a Brit coin, like in 2017. So I was looking into it and um, I didn't see anything exciting about it. But I mean, I guess if you just throw money at things that, you don't know what you're doing. Um, I wonder how much. I'd love to know how many. As well, I think my mum bought some Scott coin and it's worth uh, I, bought, I bought about a week ago some Parisians and men fun coins. So for the football team from, uh, I don't know, France, probably, I'm not sure. Saint Germain. Oh, that's a. Yeah. Actually, that runs on, I think it runs on Chili's. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't know. I just saw it and I bought it. 
And yeah, it went a... up like in twenty percent. Yeah, they're they're fan tokens. So I've heard of a few. There's uh, Juventus have got one. Um, AC Milan. Yep. Uh, Paris Saint Germain. And then there's a few. I think there's a few Eng uh, British uh, teams that are looking into I think it. So too, yeah. You see, when when you think of uh, football or soccer or whatever, it makes and, sense. And you think of cryptocurrencies, like it makes I sense. think I think at the minute you can buy the token to support the team. The team. It's a thing. Like football fans are the most likely to buy these kind of tokens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it it does like simple things like if you hold a certain amount of tokens, you can vote on the color of the next kit for the team they're going to wear next year. Ooh, that's uh, very cool. Well, what's cooler? I mean, I mean that's kind of cool. But if I'm putting my money into my team, I want I want I want a seat at the board, right? So I think it would be really cool, and I think this is going to happen one day. I think there'll be some kind of sports team, football or whatever that you could um, fund the team by issuing cryptocurrency tokens. The purchasers or supporters of the coin uh, who are supporting the team with their money get to become essentially shareholders. So if you buy enough of these coins, then that is essentially your season ticket. You can use that. You know, you have like a, a special uh, VIP member chair or seat or box or whatever in the ground for every home game for that season or as long as you hold those tokens so now there's an incentive to, to buy more tokens because it gets you better perks um but also when the team um cr when the team earns a profit then you basically get airdropped your portion of those profits so now you're you're earning uh yield on your football team depending on how well they do and also decisions for the team whether it's their players that are they're buying selling or you are describing stocks Could, describing can i ask you something is that the blockchain is that your opinion or is it some that's that's my i think we're gonna see that but if i was gonna if i supported football and and a, a team issued a token like that i'd be all over that shit and then eventually, you know, you, you won't have to pay to go to a game. If you if you accumulated enough tokens, you could have a VIP box and it would just yeah, earn you. This, uh, they're playing because I put my money in. Yeah, <laughs> essentially, yeah. And, and also your money could be staked. There's loads of ways. You, you could stake, your money could be staked, which could earn funds to keep the team going. So now you don't have to pay for your ticket because your interest is paying for your ticket essentially while also earning you a dividend i mean there's loads of things you could do loads of ways you could play that that's just like my general rough idea of like how cryptocurrency could change football and unsport but i i think that's, that's nice, nice thinking and nice nice idea of how blockchain and crypto are actually going to move into the real life into because right everything now it's, only, it's only an idea and it is difficult to grasp upon an idea with a physical reaction and that's actually a very good example of it. Yeah, I think it's going to happen. Like, I mean, what if... Yeah, Alistair, Alistair translated it as a stock. So, yeah, yeah, but, but, you, don't, exactly. but you don't hold your own stocks. No, it's it's stock with more transparency and ownership. And uh, you, 
code can run and you can do cool stuff with that code that might not happen with a stop. But essentially uh, it's fully open and transparent and everybody can see everything. So there's yeah. no so nobody's taking the piss and nobody's earning more than everyone yeah. else because they you know, whatever. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, yes. Yeah. On that note, uh thank you very much for watching. It's been an hour and ten minutes. Um, I'm going to stick around and chat for a little bit longer if anyone's sticking around. Have a few more drinky poos. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, thanks very much for watching. Don't forget to hit the like, subscribe, and all that good stuff. We are, I think we're up to 21 subscribers. Woo! We just need another, you know, X that by a million would be nice. <laughs> and, uh, Hopefully, yes. If we keep up the good work. Maybe one day. We need to get to 1,000 subscribers and then uh, we can have um, library TV automatically sync the videos from YouTube to library so it will forever live on the blockchain and we'll also earn library credits which we can then give away uh, but for now I have to manually download the YouTube videos and then upload them and it's kind of a pain in the ass but um, so yeah we need a thousand subscribers even if you're not interested hit that button thank you very much <laughs> alright and uh, yeah See you next week.